Hey everyone, Dave and Jeff doing a podcast on a Sunday night as Jeff is preoccupied doing ah. a hockey draft at the same time. We'll see how good you are. See how good well, your team ends up. I've never done a hockey draft that I remember, at least in like the last 10 years. But I'm doing it with all my buddies at Upper Deck. So that's what's really fun, Oh, it's Dave. competition now. It's competition. Is All these guys know the league, man. I mean, we're an NHL-driven industry yeah. or, or driven company. And I could not get the Yahoo Sports app downloaded on my phone. For whatever reason tonight, it wasn't working. And I had the fourth overall pick. Yeah. So I was at – I was with my kids – trying to do the fourth pick on their tablet because here's the thing that makes me crazy right how much do we pay you have an iphone yeah what, what'd your last iphone pick cost you ballpark what are you figuring you're paying a month? you know what i don't pay the bill my wife does but i'm guessing a hundred dollars oh it's more than that dave okay. i guarantee you how I've, long have you had that phone two years yeah i mean it's like i've got a galaxy eight plus yeah 25 a month right because you quote unquote lease it which is bullshit because yeah. you can never turn it in that's 300 a year and so, if the Yahoo app isn't working, shouldn't I be able to just go on and do the draft through Yahoo? Of course. No. Download the app. <laughs> so, uh, look, it's great. And it's also, do you have any fantasy football or yeah. baseball leagues that you pay to get into? No, not at all. That's the other thing. I haven't paid in a yeah. league. Like, I like ESPN leagues. The first league I've paid in, in again, four or five years. So it's a $30 entry fee. There's more trash talking going on. <laughs> I knew we had the podcast going tonight. Yeah. And then, I, but I'm in because I talk more trash than anybody there. And, uh, oh, it was making me crazy. But overall, there's nothing worse. Do you have in your mind before, before you tell me any players, do you have in your mind top four guys that you were going to take? Um, I, I wouldn't say, well, here's the other thing. I was in LA yesterday, okay. invested 10 bucks because I've been, I've never done a, a hockey fancy draft. hockey. So I invested 10 bucks in a fantasy hockey. Why they had it in Marina Del Rey, I have no idea, but they did. And that thing I never – I didn't even get to page one. Yeah. I don't even know why the hell I bought it. <laughs> but um, uh, did I what? You did, asked me something? Did, did you have in your mind top four guys that said, this is who I'm going to take if I am pick somewhere in the top four? Yeah. I, I Yeah. I mean, I ended up with Sidney Crosby. Really? Yeah. Who which went is ahead kind of Sidney Crosby? Uh, Connor, Connor McDavid, McDavid went one. McDavid went one. Kucherov okay. went two, and Ovechkin. Wow! So they went one, two, and That's three. That's pretty good then. I'm stoked because yes. I'll be in Montreal. Yeah, my days are all screwed up. Saturday, yesterday, two weeks from last night, 13 days I'll be in Montreal. I'm going to the Kings Habs game a week from Thursday, and a couple of buddies in Montreal. I think we're going to see. Uh, the second night, which would be Penguins and Canadians at the Bell Center, which would just yeah. be great. But, um, yeah, so now I'll have Sidney Crosby. So that's kind of cool. But, anyways, uh, you just I never do these kind of things. So to do it and have it going on right now. Oh, yeah, you'll hear me yelling in a couple of minutes. I'm <laughs> up in eight picks. How many guys do you have on your team so far? I have right now. What do I have? Let me see. I have uh, one, two. So I drafted Crosby, and then I had one, two, three, four, five guys go on auto-draft. Six guys go on auto-draft, and I've drafted two guys. Okay. So I drafted Jeff Carter and Matt Dumba from uh, the Wild and Sidney Crosby. But I got Johnny Goudreau. I got William Carlson. Uh, Granlund. I got William Nylander from Toronto. I'm stoked with all that. Yeah, so I'm all right.
It'll be go. fine. I just I'll like to factor in the office if you guys will be trash talking each other. That's always great when you have people that you see every day. We used to do, uh, remember, we used to do fantasy drafts in uh, at KFMB. Yeah. And they were always a lot of fun. So, yeah, just to get in, it's a $30 entry fee. And you go, yeah, man, let's go in. Let's go in and have some fun. So, it's good. How many teams? 14. Oh, that's ridiculous. It's a big, big league. That's a big, that's a big, big league. league. <laughs> <laughs> big shot. It's a big shot. Um, but... Again, everybody in in all different departments, so it's pretty cool. Dave, I'm up in three picks, so you're going to hear me lose my shit in about a second here. But I'm going to try to get a defenseman. I'm going to draft uh, – I don't know who I'm going to draft. Go someone on the Kings. You know, it's funny. Who's here? Uh, Jake Muzzin's available from the Kings. What about goaltenders? I do need a goalie. Uh, uh, all the goalies are pretty much gone. So, yeah, we'll just get somebody and figure it all up. It's there all you good. go. Yeah. There you go. So, all right. So, uh, first time I've talked to you all weekend long. Right. Okay. So, a lot going on this yes. weekend. All right. As people uh, stop me at the Charger game. Yes. Including people that work for the Chargers asking yes. what, what the future is and all kinds of stuff all over social media. So, yes. So, basically, you're going to break this news to me right now, too. Yeah. It's really, really, I mean, this year for me, if you look at what 2018 has been, it's been an incredibly crazy year, unlike any year that I can remember. You um, that started on the first, as you all know, with uh, Dave's father passing away with my divorce, um, everything that has happened through here. And I said, if you were at the event, you met my friend Erica Lee. And Erica, along with her fiance Ray, they own a company called Rarity Partners. And Rarity Partners is fantastic, and they have been fantastic to me. And Dave, what I have learned in my time with these guys is I have learned that there is no reason for anybody to be an asshole in life. And I say that because these are two of the most successful people that I have ever met in my life, and I have been around some big-time professional athletes in my life. And these two are incredibly successful. And yet, they are also probably two of the nicest people. Yeah. I've ever met in my life. They're two of the most humble people in my life that I that I know. And they have consistently said to me in all of our they're both of Chinese heritage. And I mention that because the one thing that I like about both Ray and Erica is that loyalty matters. And and being cool matters. And it's funny, I've said to my kids over and over again. That if you do anything in your life, be nice to people and nice things will happen back to you. And I kind of feel like for me, that's what's going on. So uh, what's exciting are a bunch of different things. Rarity Partners is have their hands in a lot of different things. And they are growing their business in the state of California. They're growing it nationally and they're growing it internationally. One of the things that they are doing as they grow globally is getting involved what they've never really had is a media wing and what they want to do with their media wing is everything that we've done from podcast but they also want to expand that out to tv presentations which i'm a part of and a bunch of different other things that i'm a part of and it's incredibly exciting for me it's life-changing for me yeah and one of the nice things that they have said to me is, as this moves forward, 
I am going to play a big part in building the media team. And so as I build the media team and what that time frame will be, I really have two people in mind. And John I want Howard. John Howard, number one, and Tabitha Lipkin. I like it. <laughs> uh, I want to bring Dave in, and I want to bring Katie Temple in. And, and they know both, and they love it. They love Josh, and that's the whole thing. Part of what has been incredible with Rarity, uh, being at a dinner Friday night for a couple of hours in Carlsbad, just kind of getting to know each other and, and talking this thing through, is when you realize this is pretty exciting. Yeah, of And course. one of the exciting things that I like is they, they're in L.A. And action is in L.A. Life happens for the state of California in Los Angeles. It does not happen down here. just doesn't. My kids are down here. They know my kids are down here. But they're preparing to give me a life that I have never lived. And a lot of that may take place. God damn it. Hang on. <laughs> you got to pick. Oh, shit. I'm nervous. All right. While you're doing that, I'm going to jump in on Go ahead. a little bit what you said. Because on the way home from... The Charger game. I was up in L.A. today. Mm -hmm. Speaking of L.A., I was watching the, the Charger 49er game for ESPN, and I was coming back, and my old college roommate at San Diego State gave me a call. He now lives in Ohio. Mm -hmm. And we were talking a little bit about the show. He tries to catch up on the podcast when he can. He didn't know you were going through a divorce. He called mm -hmm. and says, hey, I'm trying to catch up. I didn't realize what was going on with Jeff. Is he okay? How are his kids? Dynamite. He's going through the whole thing. And then we talked a little bit about – San Diego and he goes do you think that the NFL realizes they might have made a mistake with the Chargers would they mm -hmm. come back and I said there's nowhere for them to play right I said people can talk all they want they aren't coming back here I, I said Matt nothing has changed since you lived here and you haven't yeah. lived here since 1992 and he says well I went to Petco Park I go well that's a little bit different that's the only one I can say and then he said to me what about the basketball arena I hear LeBron James because you know obviously he, he was a Cavs season ticket sure. holder with his with his dad and he goes, isn't LeBron James playing in San Diego? And I said, yeah, tonight. And he said, well, where are they playing that game? Mm -hmm. I said, they're playing at the sports arena. He goes, that building's still standing? Right. And right. I said, same fucking building that Magic Johnson played his first game in. And he said, you weren't joking when he said nothing gets done. And then he lived in L.A. for a long time. He actually had a job that I think would have been right up your, your alley. His job was he bought a van. When he graduated oh, yeah. from San Diego State. We talked about this on the show. And he gave tours of famous places in Los Angeles and drove around. It was a cash business. I mean, yeah. basically, he took the cash, threw it under his mattress, and didn't pay taxes. I don't know if he paid taxes. I'm just kidding. But <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It, it was right up your alley. I mean, to going yeah. to cemeteries and OJ and everything else. So it would have been something that you could have easily had done and loved every minute. So we're, we were just talking about San Diego, and I said to him, we're, we're talking for an hour and a half, and he says, we, life we talked about the show and the business mm -hmm. and he says what do you think and I said man I've had a great time I go the worst part about this job for me has been starting it knowing that the end is coming it's like being yeah. a major league manager except we don't get that one-year guarantee because we don't want to be right. lame duck whatever the fuck that means it doesn't happen to radio right but I said not knowing when it's going to come to an end knowing at some point it's going to come to an end one day not knowing every Friday you're in the business you feel like it might be your last day so he was uh saying to me what would you do if you could do something else and I said if I had to do anything else if I go back and live life twice I said I probably would have been a, a teacher I probably would yeah. have been a school teacher I love coaching teaching is like coaching so 
we're going through the through the whole thing about on and off, and he couldn't believe you and I are friends with Nicole Eggert. He threw, yeah. he goes, dude, that blows my fucking mind. How great is that? That you guys know Nicole Eggert. He goes, I used to have a poster of her. And, well, right. You used to go see her. And he's all asking, how many times did you go see her? Go ask Jeff, I'll tell you. Oh, yeah. I was a stalker. 22 he, straight. He was dying laughing. So going through the whole thing about San Diego, and I said, if you had to do it all over again, would you have stayed in San Diego? And he goes, for a second, I was about to say yes. And then I realized nothing happens. Yeah. Meaning sports-wise, entertainment-wise. He's an entertainment guy. His dad used mm-hmm. to work for the movie studios, used to be a hairdresser for a, a movie studio, a bunch mm-hmm. of TV shows, movies. He knew everybody. And he just says, not enough happens there. So when yeah. you say this, going back around after you just made your pick, is you got to go somewhere where things happen. Mm-hmm. And as great as San Diego is, and yeah, comfort-wise, it's the best city in the world for me, okay? But for if you want to go somewhere where things happen and you feel like you're moving in the right direction, which means, as we always say, you're always moving up. Mm-hmm. LA is the place to be. Well, New York's the place to be. Chicago's the place. Big cities where people like there's a campaign going on right now. I don't know how much TV you're watching. Yeah. Uh, we can't do the Mission Valley site oh. because it's going to increase traffic. I just got back from New York fucking city. No right. one ever says things I was increase in LA traffic. All day yesterday. Enough. There's traffic. When things happen, there's traffic. Uh, it it depends, Dave, on what's in your DNA, because the mother of my kids loves it here. Yeah. Loves the pace. Been here her whole life, right? Same with my wife. Yeah, lived in Chicago for a while, but for the most part, has been here. Yeah. Has no interest in going to New York. I mean, would visit New York. Yeah. But doesn't view New York or L.A. Loves Chicago because she has family there, but doesn't view it in the same way that you and I do. It, it depends on your DNA, and I understand there are plenty of people that your makeup is, man, this is great. Yeah. And, and you know what? I'm going to fight you on... Whether or not the seals belong in the kid pool in La Jolla, goddamn, I couldn't give less of a shit. <laughs> that to me screams minor league city. Yeah, and I feel like San Diego is quickly becoming Milwaukee, where you have one team. Milwaukee is more than one team. They got the Bucks and they got the Brewers, goddamn and they true. claim the Packers. Yeah, uh, I, we but, aren't Milwaukee. Yeah, we're we're. I don't know if we're Portland. I I don't know either, and so. When you go like I did to dinner on Friday night and I'm talking to a guy who lives in downtown L.A. And I said to Ray, I go, man, what? Okay, I said, I've never lived like that, but I'm curious. And he said, would you? And I go, well, answer this question for me. I said, what do you do on a Sunday night? I said, weren't the, the Emmys just there? And he goes, yeah. I said, okay, well, on a Sunday at the end, if you just want to hang out and and take it easy and now you can't get in, he goes, well, A, you don't move there if you can't handle it. He goes, I like it. Yeah. That's why I moved there. Yeah. I like it. I like the energy. Yeah. I said, it's like people in San Diego that moved to Point Loma and then bitch about the airport noise. Yeah. He goes, yeah, same shit. Don't move in in the flight pattern. But he said, Jeff, you know what? For every crazy playoff game he said it's the most calm peaceful place in la in the mornings and he said i'm an early morning guy and he said i love it man he said i come out and he said i kind of walk the outside of staples center and he goes it's so peaceful yep and he goes you don't hear anything he goes i love it he goes that's why i'm there i gotta be in the energy so one of the things, and I put this out on social media, and, and the one thing is for me, at least where I'm at right now, is I don't put shit out unless I believe it. So I put out pictures yesterday 
of the Wilshire Grand, which is downtown L.A. And it's very funny to me, very ironic to me, that that building would play a part in my life because my youngest son is fascinated by the Wilshire Grand cheating the U.S. Bank building and claiming to be the tallest building in Los <laughs> Angeles, and they claim it. This is Jack Castaway. Yeah. I knew it. Because they have about a 65-foot-tall flagpole on the side of the building, which barely ekes above the U.S. Bank building, and this has struck a nerve with my son. Well, as I'm at this dinner on Friday, one of the things that was brought up was the podcast that they have listened to, which cracks me up. Because you're at this dinner and you're trying to present yourself, and then you're like, well, goddamn, how many times did I say motherfucker in the show they listen to? A lot. And they said, uh, you want to do that show in L.A.? And I go, yeah. They go, all right. They go, uh, about doing it in the Wilshire Grand. And I started laughing. I said, (laughs) I go, that's funny because of my sons. But I said, I've been to the top of the Wilshire Grand. It's one of my favorite photos I have of my sons with my father. Grandfather and sons is at the top of the Wilshire Grand. And I said, that's incredibly appealing and not to go into too great a detail because it might have been Rarity's going to have three to four floors in that building yeah I mean that's life-changing that they're bringing you in and doing these kind of things and so when I tweeted that picture one of the floors that Rarity will have is the 25th floor and that's where they are building a podcast studio fantastic um for Rarity-driven shows, but also they love this show. You guys met Erica at the event. She was a huge supporter. She's been a huge fan, and Ray is that way as well and uh, was wearing a Dave and Jeff shirt the other day and was so stoked. But here was the funniest shit. So I put that up because I'm excited, and that building means a lot. Dave loves L.A., and I love L.A. And then I, I don't know Mike Hernandez, I've seen Mike on Twitter a couple of times, but I, I got plenty of tweets, and Mike, I'm just saying you because yours came to mind. I said, this is the future home of the podcast. Well, does that mean you're moving to L.A.? And I was like, well, what the fuck else does it mean? Mike, the podcast isn't a college kid, you dipshit. Jesus. Yes. I'm like, fuck, dude. Do you even think before you hit No. Dave and I are sorry to see the podcast go. It got a beautiful downtown apartment at 7th and Figueroa. Uh, And while we're sorry to see it go, we're excited for what's... Who the fuck else is hosting it? (laughs) What the fuck is going on down? Are you moving to L.A.? No, we're just going to commute nine hours instead of doing it from Dave's backyard. God damn it. I'm just like, God damn it. Like, what in the world am I dealing with here? Um, so I got a big kick out of that. Honestly, though, I don't know because, um, my kids love LA, but my kids are locked in down here. Yeah. So I don't know what it's going to mean. I don't know. All I know is it's incredibly exciting at this point and, uh, we're putting it all together and we'll figure out what happens next. Very exciting. Here's here's the thing with me with the funny with Los Angeles because mm-hmm. as we all know, anyone who knows it, you can see it all the time on Twitter from the people that we're friends with. There's sure. a big hatred going up, not a hatred going down. You know, there's mm-hmm. no one in Los Angeles that True. hates 
San Diego and all the goofing that goes on with the Chargers this and Chargers that, which is exhausting. You know, it's like enough mm-hmm. already talking about it. Is as big as the Chargers were here, and this was a huge Charger town, they are, you know, whatever, 15th on the list up right. there. Right. It just shows you not the fact that it's a fuck you to the Chargers. It's how much is going on up there with your entertainment dollar already before people are going towards the Chargers. Yeah. Now, if the Chargers go and make a run for the Super Bowl, Chargers schedule is very beneficial. Fine. Mm-hmm. But you want winners. That Rams yeah. game the other night, Thursday night against right. the Vikings, I talked to seven different people that went to that game. Mm-hmm. They said it was the best atmosphere they've ever felt for football in the Coliseum, and that includes USC games. They go, yeah. It was insane. There were Viking fans there. There were Ram fans there. The Rams wore the uniforms everyone wanted. It was yeah. a primetime game. The NFL said the ratings were ridiculous for a Thursday night game. Fox couldn't have been happier. But that was the energy level they're looking at is what the Rams have. The Chargers yeah. aren't close to that, that ballpark now. It's not even – I don't want to say the Rams or the Lakers and the Chargers or the Clippers. The Chargers aren't even the Clippers. Correct. You know, not even not even close. It's not something that people put on the calendar going, I got to be a part of Charger football right now. My point is it was everything here. It's nothing there right now because there's shit to do. Yeah. The hatred that goes back and forth is insane because it, you can drive from here to there without paying a toll, without getting killed, yeah. with getting that, hey, I'm going to get away from my city. Just like people up there come down here to say, I'm going to get away from my, from that city. Yeah, I again, it's not for everybody. Not for there, everybody. There are plenty of people that don't like it, but just for, like we were talking about New York, we sure. go at this time. New York was for you and me. We, you and I both said we love the energy when you can feel yeah. it. And I talked to people who say New York's too much. I can't do it. I said to my sons yesterday, we we're getting ready to get off the four hundred five at Wilshire, and I said this is my favorite place in the world because I said we're getting off the freeway right by Westwood. Uh, we're way out. We're kind of more out. Uh, yeah, yeah, kind of right there. Yeah, yep. even further out, further east, kind of more by Brentwood, right? Just right by the right OJ's exit, okay. the sunset. So right there by the old Holiday Inn. And uh, I just said to him, I said, "This is my favorite time in my favorite place when it's the three of us uh, getting ready for a nine-hour day in L.A." What and time did you head up there? Let me cut you off. We, what time uh, did you head up there? We had lunch, a, a brief lunch, left at 10.30 okay. from San Diego. How was the drive? Piece of cake. Yeah. Got into Marina Del Rey, met Erica in the marina at noon. And then from there, we went by LeBron's house in Brentwood. It's always our good luck first stop. And then uh, and then off we went. Yeah. And so we just... <laughs> but Dave, we had such a, a great time. God, I'm so fucking nervous. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we had such a great time. Yeah. And like they love, you'll get a kick out of this. We were, um, we're in Marina. We're at this really nice restaurant. We're just chatting away and beautiful, like old style, uh, Italian pizza. Yeah. Very, but like a high end pizza restaurant. And so our friend Erica says, hey, do you want to have lunch? I said, oh, no, we're fine. Appreciate it. We were fine because the stop that we wanted to make was Carney's, the yeah. train car on Sunset Boulevard for Chili Burgers. So my sons dig. So you drove from the base of that area, 405, took Sunset all the way up. Do a little dead man's curve? Yeah, right through. <laughs> I'm going to... Did you explain that, Jan and Jean? Dead Jan and Dean to him? It's the worst movie I've ever seen it's with Richard movie. Hatch. You can see it on YouTube, the whole movie. Yeah, it's so pathetically bad with Richard Hatch as Jan and Dean. 
after the uh, after the accident, and uh, yeah, when they tried to make the Jan and Dean come back after the car accident that yes. almost killed him. Well, and they have a record playing. Yes. And then all of a sudden, everything's going great, and the crowd is cheering. And then the record skips, and it's a great clip to the guy, this made-for-TV movie, the guy running the record player. He just gives the shrug. Hey, I don't know. (laughs) And the crowd's, come on! Fucking guy almost died. He was in a coma, and they're all pissed because he can't sing Little Old Lady from Pasadena. And in a great emotional scene... Bruce Davison, yes. fine actor, not to be often confused with uh, John Davidson, the guy who played great, Greatest American Hero, William Catt. Yes, that's good. And Richard Hatch, who I believe may have been in The Rookies. Uh, they power through. Well, it's horrible. It's so bad. <laughs> and then the crowd realizes the errors of their way yeah. and they turn back around. And if I would have been. Uh, Richard Hatch playing the role of either Jan or Dean. I think it was Jan that got screwed up. I would have gone to Earl Thomas on their ass and flipped them all off. <laughs> I don't need your I don't need your love. But yes, yeah, so we came through there. But Dave, yeah. I just thought yesterday we were in Marina del Rey, we were in Santa Monica, we were in yeah. downtown, we were in Hollywood. My sons and I, we we walked downtown L.A. last night at night. Yeah. And we walked from 7th and Figueroa to 5th and Spring, which is a place called The Last Bookstore. And, man, you were going through a lot of skid row parts of L.A., and you were seeing people with mental issues that are yelling, and there are crazy things to see in sirens and everything else. Look, I, I'm, I never once felt like my sons were in danger. My sons never once felt like they were in danger. They stayed close. And, uh, but they, they saw life, man. My sons have seen life at age 10 that I'm very proud of as their dad. And I love that they say to me, look, we like coming up here. Cool. They're very aware. I, we were coming up sunset. I said this to their mom tonight and we were at a light and you see a tent. There's a tent on the sidewalk at Sunset Boulevard at about eight o'clock at night. And outside of the tent is a milk crate that has some items in it. On the other side of the tent, kind of on the north end of the tent, would be the milk crate. On the south end of the tent would be a suitcase. And I said to my kids, I go, boy, if that's us, because we're so paranoid about losing our stuff, we'd have to jam that into the tent, right? And they said, yeah. But as you go about 75 yards up on sunset on a Saturday night, here is a high-end dessert place where people are dressed business casual and they're having tiramisu and espresso and everything else. And I just said to my sons, man, I go, look right there. I go within a hundred yard window. It's the have and the have nots. And I go, just remember the line between what's going on in the dessert place and the tent is a lot closer than the 75 yards. And I said, just always be aware of it. And we just talk about different things, but we went from everywhere from book soup the carnies we we're at the grove we go to the grove and hang out at the grove uh music playing always and uh we just had we had an insanely great time and what time I, did you guys get back uh 1 this morning okay good it's a full they, day they sleep in the back and what happens is uh, 
my son Cade falls asleep a little bit earlier, but what Jack likes is, Dave, you know this area, we go sunset all the way down to Amoeba. Yeah. And then we uh, swing up, which I think is Kawanga, and we go back and we kind of come all the way by KTLA, right before the 101 freeway. And we come right back down Hollywood Boulevard. Yeah, right by Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah, but we come the whole way. I mean, we come down past the Pantages. We come through the whole thing. Lights are down. My son's got his Ric Flair <laughs> and Jake the Snake Roberts. They're all in the car, but they kind of feel like they're in the safe zone. And we just take it in, man. We take in the people watching, the music from all the different cars, People were dressed for the clubs last night. The lights are going, and and they love it. And as soon as we get out of that, we'll swing down to sunset at the right past Kimmel. Yeah. Come down left, and now that takes you through West Hollywood. So it'll take you past the Laugh Factory, take you right by where the old House of Blues used to be, down past the old Tower Records, by the Rainbow, the Roxy, the Viper Room, into Beverly Hills. And by that time, he's wiped out. He's gone. He's gone, but it's uh, it's a blast, man. They know what this opportunity means to me. Did you we'll tell see, them that that they were they have been notified every day, every step of the way. They know everything. So have they said what happened to uh, living walking distance from school? Yeah, I said, look, you're gonna have your, no, you're gonna deal with a lot of bullshit. You know? <laughs> I, I mean. You know what? And and I said to them last night, I go, look, I wouldn't leave for a radio job. Yeah. I wouldn't leave for I, I wouldn't I wouldn't leave to be the day manager at Amoeba. Right. I, I'm, I'm just not I'm not doing that. But they know Erica. Yeah. Love her. I mean, and, and one of the things that they could be involved in is very exciting, not ready to be released. But she it's all about family, man. It's all it's it's all about family. It's about loyalty. It's about relationships, and it's about being good to people. Yeah, and that's what I like. And I'm sorry to tell you this, I couldn't give less of a shit about Nick Stone or JD Wicker or fucking Landon Donovan, any of these dipshits. I could not give less of a fuck about any of those three fuckheads. To me, they're three of the most unimpressive people. Fuck Landon Donovan and soccer accomplishments. Who gives a shit? When he gets behind a live microphone, he's as unimpressive as anybody I've ever heard, other than J.D. Wicker from San Diego State, who bores me to tears. And the only one more boring than both of them is Nick Stone. So, and and for me, if I look and I go, that's what San Diego's at right now, San Diego doesn't have to change. I have to change. Yeah. And if that change means that I can go to L.A. and Dave and I can do shows from the 25th floor of the Wilshire Grand and be walking distance from Staples Center, buddy, I'm in. Um, and my kids know it. Yeah. And they're cool. My kids love me to death like I love them to death. So we'll, they've been, they have been talked to every step of the way. They're 100% in and they get it. So well, it'll be cool. There you go. Have you thought already where you're calling Brian Curry or what part of L.A. you're moving to? I'm moving wherever Lee Sand tells me to move. And Rochelle Ryan? Yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, no more uh no more Honey Wilder K Parker days. No, you're past that shit. Yeah, where the fuck are the yeah. AF AVN offices? 
<laughs> Everything's right by Universal Studios. Too far out. They got to move downtown. <laughs> what do you mean? You go to Starbucks, you get your fucking iced Dude. tea. Next thing you know, you got a couple of adult film stars sitting right with right God next to you in line. Damn, I'm telling you, man. And look, there, there's two other things. I talked to their mom about it tonight, and this is what I take a lot of pride in. She's thrilled for me. Yeah. She's absolutely thrilled for me. And she understands that it will change the dynamic between uh, my sons and me. But they love it up there. Yeah. They love it up there. So it's not your traditional 40-hour work week, and we'll uh, we'll figure it out. Be fine. There you go. Yeah. So that's that. And, yeah, shockingly, though, Mike, um, Dave and I were in overnight – uh, negotiations and the podcast heads determined that if the podcast moves to LA, that it will go ahead and take us with, and we're thrilled. <laughs> Does this mean you're leaving? What? Nobody said that to me. Where'd that bullshit come from, Mike? Mike, you're going to be fine. There are what people you- in Afghanistan that listen to this show. You're going to be fine. Yeah, I was like, how's it impact any of you guys? <laughs> it doesn't at all. It's the same show. It's the same fucking show. Everything's going to well, be. Nobody <laughs> cleared this with me. Everything's going to be same, except for the people that sit there and hate your guts now because you have a zip code in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. I just, uh, it was crazy and exciting and pretty awesome. The whole thing is pretty goddamn awesome. And you just go, shit. You know, it's funny. I saw uh, Costa was on KUSI the other day mm-hmm. and he was talking about all the teams that are now considered San Diego teams, you know, and he's named. Ooh. Who's San Diego? The Padres are San he's Diego. That's the, it. He's naming the lacrosse team. And oh, he, my God. Okay. And, and uh, wait, the Seals are cool, yeah, man. Okay, so he's, that's what I'm saying. He's going through the lacrosse team, and he's going through the goals, and he's going through the new professional football sure. team that starts up with Mike Martz and all this stuff. And, sure. And he goes, and he, guess what? They're all affordable. You right? That's his line. Oh, listen to him. <laughs> I sit, I'm sitting there listening to Mike. I love Mike. Yeah. Watch Paul Rudy and, and Rick Willis every day. Here's the deal. A lot of this shit's affordable because you still haven't built a fan base yet. Right. Okay? You got to build a fan base. We're years behind of where you need to be. Again, this is a major city. So when you said at the very beginning, what are we compared to? Yeah. And you sit there and you go, okay, the Padres just finished their season. That was a disappointment step back from where they were a year Mm -hmm. ago. Yeah, we want them to do well. It's it's so far back with the Chargers leaving and not having an arena and places to play and everything Mm -hmm. else in the future. What is the growth? You can't sit there and run commercials and say it's going to cause traffic problems in Mission Valley and expect no. to get things done. This is what it's called. And the problem is San Diego. I think about this all the time. It's a great city. There are guys like mm-hmm. you and me are sports fans, miserable yeah. Padre fans, sports right. fans, leisure fire sports fans. There just aren't enough of us, guys. I got yeah. news for you. There just aren't enough of us to make a difference in San Diego. And that's what you got to come to realize. And, and like I said, the change is not going to happen here. So the change is going to happen for me. Yeah. And I'm, and I'm so 100% right now you're fine doing, with that. You're in a situation, you're making your own luck. You aren't waiting for something lucky to happen to you. You're going to make your own luck. Dave, they're talking about me going to fucking Santiago, Chile for a week. Who wouldn't want to go? Yeah. Like, like yes. their mom said tonight, she goes, you understand what I mean when I tell you that. And when I go, I fucking hate you. She said, what? And I said, yeah, Santiago, Chile. And she goes, you know what fucking kills me about that? She goes... If I had said to you six months ago, hey, what do you think about planning a trip to Santiago, Chile? She goes, what would you have said to me? I got to told you what the fuck is going on. Yeah. She goes, exactly. Yes. And she goes, now what do you say about it? I go, that's kind of crazy. That's a great opportunity. I want to do it. She goes, I'm so happy for you. But she goes, that's the funniest shit in the world. Yeah. 
But what was great and what is very cool is when she said they're getting the right guy. She goes, they got the there right you guy. Go. Yeah, and she goes, it, it was great. Yeah, it was very funny. Like, And here's the crazy part on that side of it. She's great, um, incredibly supportive. And I said to her tonight, I go, look, I have a weird request. And you'll laugh at this. And she goes, yeah, what's up? And I said, I think Bradley Cooper is very cool. I think Bradley Cooper is incredibly talented. And I go, do you have any interest in that movie that he's doing? Are you with- talking to me or talking to her? I was you talking to her, to her okay. tonight, not talking to you. Okay. Well, maniac. I do have interest, and I would like to go if you're inviting me. <laughs> and, and she said, I think it's going to be great. And I said, it I think gonna, so, it's too. It's going to movie of the year. It is, right? That's what everybody says. And so she and I, how funny is that? My whatever she'll be, my ex-wife and I are going to see the movie next week. There you It'll go. be great. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome. So, yeah, it's cool, Dave, and I'm excited, and I'm excited that they want me to build a team. Um, and I just, what I thought about a lot over the last 72 hours was Scott Kaplan and Darren Smith uh, earlier this year really went to bat for us. At 1090, and I appreciate that, the loyalty that I have to those guys. They aren't very good at it. No, they're horseshit. They, they're horseshit. They couldn't get a blanket for an Eskimo, but... <laughs> <laughs> but... I still appreciate it. Yes. The but, effort was there. Yeah. Can't but, close the deal. No, no coffee. No, not at all. They are Brandon Villa, <laughs> Forte. Remember that kid? Who's that yes, kid? Yeah. But shit, what if that dipshit, uh, Glickenhaus and his fucking needle dick partner, Shepard, had actually listened to those guys? Yeah, we would have been fucked. I really would have been fucked. I really would have been fucked. And then you got the little dipshit that runs 97.3, most arrogant prick in this town. Why didn't you just fucking tip the table over on that guy, Cowboy Bob Orton style? Spill your tricks on him. That would have been great. Big tumbler of, of Diet Pepsi. Just flip it on him. Both All over his J.C. Penny dress shirt. <laughs> oh, that J.C. Penny still exists. I don't have any idea. <laughs> Montgomery Ward. But um, yes. if that fuckhead, you know, captain of the Titanic's like, dude, how many times are you going to keep running into the iceberg? Back up. <laughs> um, if that guy had said, hey, let's go. We want you at 97.3. And if, if you and I, at the time, we would have locked into that. You probably would have, at the time. I'd have been fucked again. Yes. And so, uh, I know a bunch of you followed this. This is not anything original. But how many of us had a parent or a grandparent? In my case, it was a grandparent who would say to me all the time, man, just ride the wave. Things work out the way they're supposed to. Yeah. Well, there are a lot of things in my life I think about that all the time. I almost took a job in Buffalo. <laughs> I did. It, yeah. was w, it was WGR, the Buffalo oh, Bills sure. station, to be the program director of, of a great sports town, great station. Right. And who and, knows where your life goes if you I go would, there, right? Uh, no, I'll tell you exactly what would happen. I would have been divorced in a year because they had the worst winter they've ever had that right. first year that I was supposed to be there. And my wife can't deal with 71 in San Diego, let alone minus 71 in Buffalo. It would have been a nightmare. I, you know what got me not that job when it was a lock? It What's was, that? My last interview, basically just closing the deal on everything, they asked me, what do you know about Buffalo? Mm-hmm. And everyone's smiling, laughing. You know, that stage when you know it's, it's a lock on both sure. sides. 
And I said, well, Sam Bertigliano, the head coach of the Browns, used to say, it's not the end of the world, but you can see it from there. And they're like, it's never going to fucking work. Yeah, this, you, this, can, yeah you can get out of you here. You can go pound Joker. snow. <laughs> and I was like, ah, well, it cost me. But again, that's one of those situations that was the best thing to happen. At the time, I was like, oh, fuck, I'm going to Buffalo. I keep thinking the Bills are the team yeah. that's uh, been to four Super Bowls in the last 10 years at the time. And they got Travis Henry. Yeah. Can't go wrong. Right. Right. <laughs> right <or wrong. laughs> and so that was that was it. But yeah, it's 100 percent right. There are a million things in life that way. You think you want them and when they don't work out, you realize it's for the best. Absolutely. Could be the same way this thing ultimately. Uh, I'll tell you the other one um, because we've talked a lot about it. Um, I stepped away from bare knuckle boxing because what I didn't realize was that you have to fight first. Yeah. I have to fight. <laughs> you have to fight Sean Merriman. I have to fight Abe Vigoda. Yeah. And I don't like my chances oh my in that. <laughs> I have to fight Don Amici. Yeah. Oh, my God. Don Amici is dead. Is he? Yes, he's dead. Godspeed to his family. <laughs> How long has he been dead? Dead at least 10 years. I have to fight Dr. Jack Ramsey. <laughs> Dr. Jack is dead, too. What? He died like a year or two ago. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Can you take Dick Vitale? Where's Kelly Clarkson just seeing a moment <laughs> like this? <laughs> Dr. Jack Ramsey would have kicked the shit out of you. The guy was running like 15 miles a day <laughs> awesome. like the day before he died. Um, no, what I didn't realize with those guys is there's about nine different fucking promotions all calling themselves some form of oh, bare knuckle right? boxing. Oh, wow. And I was like, fuck, if it's confusing me, it's going to confuse the whole marketplace. Yeah. I follow it pretty tight. And so um, out of that business for a while... And look, here's the other thing. The, the what would be really cool for Rarity is if I can find a way to stay in San Diego, and yeah. they adore my kids, so I may be able to stay in San Diego. I don't know, but it's um, like I said, Dave. When you meet people that are successful at a level that, and you and I have met some pretty successful people in our life, I would say whether you like them or not, Dean Spanos has been successful, right? Larry Lucchino, John Moore's. These Theo. are people that have been successful. Yep. Theo is very impressive. Yeah, Theo, right? I mean, the athletes. Yep. Right? From Trevor to Weddle, Rodney, Jr., Tony. But, you know, when I think about those guys, a lot of those guys, they fit under the same category, which is incredibly successful and incredibly cool. Yeah. Trevor, Tony, Rodney, Jr., Lucchino, Theo, Moores. Uh, for me, personally, Dave would say the same thing, Dean. He he was I never worked for him, I never cheered for his team, but just on a one on one he was he was cool to me. Wow, I tell you what, at the at the Charger game today they were showing how the the new stadium how it's coming along. Holy cow! So they had both of Dean's kids on there for just maybe three seconds. Okay, with the hard hats on, with the lightning bolt on them, and man, the entire place booed the shit out of both of them. And you're like, holy cow, man, they, these kids can't catch a break. I mean, they're in, I understand they're billionaires go, I'm not going to feel sorry for these guys. But it's like, dude, don't ever put them on the screen again. They couldn't catch a fucking break. They had hard hats on? They, they what the fuck are they doing? They're doing the they, tour. They putting bolts in? Yeah. Me the guy next to me. AG, hold it. Me the guy me next to me said they did the same thing for the Would Rams. Would you trust the those guys to hang your fucking high school diploma no, on the wall? Work. They're just walking around. You know a construction site. You always have to yeah. put the helmet on just in case. But those guys got killed. I got to tell you, the game today, I've never seen so many of the visiting fans. That's saying a lot. Packed. It was, I don't know what it looked like on TV, but it was looked 90. red. Oh, it was. It was 90% 49er fans. It was, it was, I was on the air with ESPN and the crowd is chanting defense. And the guys on <laughs> ESPNs are like, 
wait a second, are we watching what's going on in the game? And I said, no, the Chargers have the ball. Those are 49er fans screaming defense. They go, wow. holy cow, man, that is insane how loud it is. Um, but it, anyway, it's the long steps and the way things go and everything else, the way they work out. I will say this about your boy LT. Yeah. LT who is – well, usually LT is that guy that has the microphone, that gets the crowd, whatever, asking mm -hmm. questions, and LT is terrible. Uh, he, right. He, he's – Fuck him as a person, all right? I'm not an LT fan. You know, at one time he was the greatest football player in the NFL. But I'll tell you right now, he's awful, man, on TV. He's awful with the Chargers. He wasn't there He's today. a mouth-breathing hillbilly. Oh, my gosh. He's, Pop he, belly. He's, he's not need he, Mr. <laughs> television announcer. <laughs> That's exactly what <laughs> like he... Like Ernie Ladd would say about him. Exactly right. And so right, right there, hey. when he, there's your girl, Tabitha uh, Lipkin. What's she looking at? Pointing right at you. So, Hello. LT, I don't know what the fuck happened, LT, but LT wasn't there. So, um, he's a sellout. He's a sellout. Someone he's else, probably, the Jets probably gave him a better deal and he took off to do the same right. thing for the Jets. No idea what the hell happened there. He's a mouth breathing, no good, dirty rat. <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. He's a rat face, weasel, pot belly, spindly leg, toothless. Toothless. <laughs> All right, I want I want to read these things real quick, and then I, I got I got, Go I got two things I want to touch on with you. I want to touch on Major League Baseball, and I also want to touch on sure what's going on with uh, with, with basketball. Jimmy Butler, LeBron James. Oh example, yeah, for okay. sure. Uh, first off, I want to mention Alan Taylor, Taylor Made Pools. Don't forget, if you're getting your pool done, 20 years in San Diego, Taylor Made Pools, the only people to call. Everyone wants yep. that beautiful swimming pool, especially right here in Southern California. Alan Taylor is your guy. Here's the number you need: six one nine. 449-4452, 619-449-4452. You name it, Alan can do it. And look, if you already have a pool, he can make your pool that's beat up, doesn't look so good, so new anymore especially. He can make it look fantastic. He's the guy to talk to. Why waste your time with anybody else? Alan Taylor's been doing this for a long time, and again, he'll show you a million different designs of things he's done in the past that will make your head spin. He does a great job, and again, he'll make your backyard look like a staycation. Yeah, I love him, man. He uh, He's just such a good guy, and he's such an artist at what he does, and I think that's the thing that is really cool because, look, it's a, it's a major project. Not really going in and getting a haircut where you can say, yeah. well, this one doesn't look good. This one looks like uh, Leisure Fryer cut it with his broken wrist. Like he cut it with a pair of nail clippers, and now I got to go back and get another one. I mean, if you're having a pool done, they've already figured it's a 25. It's almost like the house, right? Oh, yeah, I mean, you're deal. in it for 25, 30 years, and and I just think the the work that he does speaks for itself. It is really insanely great, and uh, and the quality stands there, but also the quality of the person, and that's exactly what right. I'm really really proud of. Why I'm so happy. Uh, that Taylor Made Pools is a partner of ours, a guy who has stood up and stepped up as he did this week as we build our team for the uh, suicide awareness walk. And almost immediately, Alan and Amy were like, hey, we're in, and here's uh, another $100 donation that they made after an incredible amount of donations that they made at the event. Yeah. And I said to both of them, I go, listen, I'll never talk you out of it, but you've done enough. And somebody like that that continues to give back to the community couldn't be happier to, to tell you about it. But after that, I mean, Dave and I do a lot for the community, but if you had us remodel your pool, you'd be like fucking driving over to Costco and getting that <laughs> finding Dory plastic pool. Uh, you'd be like, shit. Thanks Padre geekster. Great advice that you gave us getting those two dipshits out here. But, uh, but you're going to be in good hands when, um, 
when Alan's crew does it. It's the reason why they're uh, as successful as exactly. they are. One of the things I like about the advertisers we have is that they've had so much success, not only from the show, but the word of mouth of people that have tried them True. out and then moved them on. Speaking of that, Brian Curry is your guy as well. Selling real estate all over San Diego County for 20 years. Brian Curry is your guy all over San Diego County. Right now, a lot of people are looking at the real estate market and they aren't sure exactly which way it's going. Mm-hmm. Brian is the guy to call to explain everything to you. Maybe now isn't the right time to buy. Maybe right now isn't the best time to sell. He will tell you what's going on with the ever-changing market. Brian is your guy all over San Diego County. Again, give him a call. You're wasting your time with everybody else. This is what he does for a living. How many people do you know make their actual living through real estate? There's so many of them. Brian is the person to talk to. Also, if you need someone to manage your property, Brian's your guy for that as well. Call Brian at 619-251-1588. 619-251-1588. Yeah, fantastic. And... Man, it's crazy. We're into October, and October means it's, uh, again, I've been told, been down this road before with the courts, but um, maybe it worked out for the better. Because if I had just signed a two-year lease somewhere, and then you couldn't move out, yeah. and and look, maybe I'm finally in a place where you go, yeah, I can live in L.A. part-time, live in San Diego part-time. Look at you. Look at me. Who makes that happen, huh? That fucking boy toy Jesse Lozano, I'll tell you that shit. <laughs> Um, I know why I love Lozano. Lozano is awesome. I have no idea why I love that kid. I'm just fucking around. Um, but I but I hope that it works where I can be here in San Diego. And if it changes like that in San Diego, then it just opened up the game because yeah. what I tell my kids is, hey, listen, numbnuts, I almost went to L.A. Who gives a shit that I'm living in Bird Rock? Camped out with Maria Arcega Dunn. Uh, so... Whatever ends up happening, yeah. the good news for me is I have no idea what's going to happen next other than the fact that when I get there, Brian Curry is going to be driving the ship, and I'm thrilled by that. Absolutely great. Also, Daniel Tyler with Superior Fence Company. I have a list of things for Daniel to do. Look, free estimates. Daniel's your guy you need to talk to. You name the kind of fence, what you want. Backyard, front. You're talking about the gates, everything else that go with it. He can make your house, your property look that much better, and most importantly, make it safe and secure. I already have a list of things I need for him to do for me at Benita Vista well, High me, School. Oh, what do you going to do? Things. Well, at first, we were going to start with the dugout. And he said, I'm in. I will do the dugout. Okay. Then I went and took a look at the field, and I realized the the backstop fence, it's not like you know softball in the park yeah. where they wrap sure. it around. You can't do that in high school. you got to have give the catcher a chance to catch those pop flies. You can't have them hit the top of the fence. Okay. I need to raise that goddamn fence so I don't lose all these baseballs. Baseballs are like $10 a shot now. Can God you believe that? Damn. Baseballs are that expensive. Well, those fucking cows. So the goddamn fence is too freaking low. I need to look, raise the fence in the back and down the side and save some baseballs. So, Daniel, I got some work for you. And I'm not asking Daniel to do it for free. I'm not. I know you're thinking right okay. now. You're going to cheap out. I know out. exactly what you're doing. I'm going to pay Daniel to do this job. But Daniel's the guy I'm calling. I can I'll call anyone else. Why would I call anyone else? I'm calling Daniel Tyler. As I told the people at Benita Vista, hey, every job's an easy job. Don't worry yeah. about it. That's well, that exact, part's true. That's exactly what I told that him. That part said, is true. Okay, bring him on because we need the work. Daniel's your guy for you too, not just for me. 760-745-4846. 760-745-4846. All right, fantastic. Love the work that he does. And again, it could be any project. We always talk about at your house because he can clean it up. North Park. What are you calling out North Park? Because there's plenty of areas in North Park where they have those old, cool kind of cottage houses. There's a term for them that I can't remember right now, um, but really nice. And I really am happy for people that have lived in North Park for a long time because 
that used to be a rough part of San Diego, and now it's been kind of rehabbed, and it looks good down there. But you could go ahead and do your fucking part if the city's done everything. Is it really that hard to pick up the phone, give Dan Tyler a call at San Diego Superior yeah. Fence, and say, hey, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll tug on the rope, too. We're in this together. You lazy sack of shit. <laughs> and at the end of the day, Dan, don't worry about, well, I don't know. I've got a 900-square-foot lot here. I'm not sure Dan can handle it. Dan will handle it. He'll do it in his dress shoes. That's a joke. <laughs> the job's easy. But at the end of the night, the job's going to look fantastic. And guess who's going to be there at the door? Oh, my God, it's San Diego Home and Garden. Yes. I can't guarantee that, but it wouldn't shock me if they showed up. Hey, aren't you Tom Blair? You're goddamn right I am. And that fence looks great. We need some pictures. Well, shit. <laughs> Don't be afraid to tug on the rope. Yeah, do your part, okay? Goddamn, don't leave it all on Lou Ferrigno. You guys would be like, <laughs> you guys would be like William Devane. Yeah, remember in the old Battle yes, of the of Network stars, Dan Tyler is Lou Ferrigno. Yes, pulling on the rope, and don't all you guys go Gary Sandy on him, wimping out. I don't remember Gary Sandy. Gary Sandy used to actually bang Elani Anderson. That's son that's of the a story. Bitch. And his goddamn satin jacket rolled up to his sleeves. He probably drove his car with driving gloves yeah, on. Yeah, huh? son of a bitch. Yeah. Son of a bitch. Fucking Gary Sandy. He, he probably drives a Kia now. Begging gr- Burt's girl. Yeah. What do you think he's doing? That, remember that guy from Cosby? They found at Trader Joe's, which it was like, who gives a shit? Yeah. The guy's working. He's paying his bills. Fuck off. Gary Sandy yeah. would love to have that well, job at Trader Joe's. That's right. He was uh, He was the one that married the oldest daughter on the Cosby show, right? Yeah, I I didn't understand that story at all. What were they trying to accomplish? I have no problem with the guy going out. I don't care what he's doing. Going out and hanging out and paying his way. Good for that guy. Jeffrey Owens was his name. And what I thought was really cool was how many people rallied around and said, who gives a fuck, right? Who gives a shit no matter what he's doing? He's not doing anything illegal. And he said what he said was. He likes trail mix. He loves trail mix. Yep. He loves that warm. Carib. Boy, there's plenty Fuck of carob carib in there. Fuck he loves those <laughs> those cardboard waffles they sell. Oh, aren't those great? Nobody can tell me. They, 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 yeah. No, no one knows oh, they're gluten free. Uh huh. An ego? Hi, ego? Oh, you could fool me. Um, it gives a shit. Good for him. <laughs> this poor guy. I think it, no. Yeah, I'm just, no, I no, 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 I'm just him. laughing, just thinking of the food. It, what makes me laugh is my wife does that move. Are you going grocery shopping? Well, I went to Trader Joe's. I'm on my way home. Where else did you go? Yeah. Just Trader Joe's and all of us look at each other. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> Don't try to pass that carob off as chocolate. Yeah. It tastes good for two <laughs> bites before you realize what the fuck am I eating? Yeah. What in the fuck <laughs> am I eating here? What is this? Is what is this dirt? Yeah, and just <laughs> and just get to throw M and M's with the fucking peanuts and shit. Right. It doesn't make it a fucking dessert. Right. It doesn't. Jesus. It's still chocolate covered <laughs> rocks. It's not rock candy. It's actually rocks. But they're healthy and they'll increase your fiber. Um. No, uh, Dave. I feel good. The draft is over. Don't forget. Yeah. I will. Uh, get any defensive guys? Or are you just going high scoring? You're pulling the goalie. I got a goalie and uh, my last pick. You said get a guy from the Kings. I yeah. got Dion Phaneuf. There you go. I need a backup defenseman. All right. Um, my team's complete. I got two things for you. All right. I'm, I'm going to go Major League Baseball first on this all one, right, sure. first of all. 
Today is uh, the last day of the season. Padres end up winning an extra inning, so their season is done. Thank God. We can start looking forward What'd to What they end up at? How many wins? Um, Padres ended up, I think, with 96 losses, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. which is... And, and, so I 66 you, and 96? Yeah, I tell you what. I got it right here. You're right. 66 and 96. 30 so, games under 500. 30 games under 500. Last year, they were 20 games under 500. And, and I also have to point out, you finished 30 games under 500 with really no team-defining injuries. You you You're didn't right. have Shohei Otani needing Tommy John surgery. Yeah. I mean, Freddie Galvis played 162. Hosmer was there all year. Myers f- had a couple of injuries. But Hedges was there. Margot was Good there. Point. You know, a lot of your guys and a lot of your pitching uh, was there. That's and you're point. still 30 games under 500. That should be a huge eye opener to everybody in that organization. You're shit, and they know it. I yeah. mean, you don't have to tell them the baby's ugly. Ron, Ron, and Pete and AJ and Andy are very well aware that it's an ugly baby right now. It's ugly baby. the 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 deal is with the postseason starting in a couple of days, or even you know, if you want to count tomorrow because of 163. The Braves are doing what the Padres did. They're just way ahead of schedule. I and mean, they're playing yeah. with house money. The Braves aren't supposed to be where they're where they are right now, yeah. winning their vision. A um, couple things with with baseball. I'll, I'll talk about the good part of baseball because I want to ask you what you're doing. I always say, as a baseball fan, opening day is so great mm-hmm. because I always go, "You're so excited! It's a fresh chance for everyone to go." Okay, spring training's over. What do we really have here? Yeah, and I always say, "Let's make it the national holiday where people don't have to go to work, so we can watch all, all the games. The games are all free on Directv anyway at the beginning." Right. So tomorrow, for the first time ever, meaning Monday, by the time a lot of people hear this, for the first time ever, you have two teams playing, or two games, I should say, 163, okay? Four teams involved. The Brewers are playing the Cubs. Okay. Okay? Dodgers are playing the Rockies. Okay. Never happened. They've had 163 before, but never like this. And And it changes dramatically for the Brewers and the Cubs. You can either be the number one seed or you go to number four. Right. You know, I mean, it's it's a gigantic way it works out. The game, by the way, the Cubs game is at ten in the morning. It's at Wrigley Field. Okay. Dodgers play at one o'clock against the Rockies at Dodger Stadium. Mm-hmm. All right. And so it's the way it breaks. In, it's exciting if you're a baseball fan. Sure. Are you going to pay attention? How are you going to pay attention to these games at work? You're going to look on your computer. You're going to try and listen through XM. What, what's your plan? It's funny um, what I have planned for tomorrow. So I I don't I can't tell you what my schedule is tomorrow because. A uh, week from Wednesday, I'm going to Montreal for the first yeah. time. I've never been to Montreal. And so because I work with a lot of people that are smart and have spent a lot of time in Montreal and Toronto and other parts of Canada, they gave me a little bit of free advice. And that is um, my passport's all up to date. But they said, do you have global entry? And I said, I have no idea what that is. And they said, well, you better get it because it will help get you through customs. And so I'm scheduled to go to Montreal. Well, I'm going to Montreal a week from Wednesday. But then first part of November, I'm supposed to spend a week in Toronto. Yeah. And apparently coming back to the States from Toronto, getting through customs can be a huge headache. But there's global entry. You pay 105 bucks, and... They do a background check on you, and they stamp your passport. You do your thing, and it's supposed to whip you right through. I mentioned all this because 7.15 tomorrow morning, I have to be at the Otay Mesa border checkpoint yeah. for my interview where I go and, and present all the paperwork. So, Dave, I don't have any idea. I don't know how long it takes 
and then to flip around and get from Otay up to Carlsbad. So my guess would be I should be at Carlsbad uh, for both of those. And it's one of the great things about our office, man, is the people there are great. The guys, two of the guys on my team are diehard Cubs fans. Okay. But the Cubs are already in, right? All these teams are in. They're all in. They're all in. Two are going to be wild card and two are going to win their division. Yeah. So it'll be one will play four and two will play three? One will. Oh, Jesus Christ. No, Uh, wait. There's six teams that go. There are five teams in there. There are five. So it will be, let's say. Oh, that's right. Let's say the Rockies lose tomorrow. Go this way. The Rockies would have to play. Let's say the Cubs win. Rockies would play. Excuse me. The the Brewers. And then that winner of that one has to play the Cubs because the Cubs would be number one seed. But the wild card game the, is just a one card game, between the right? Dodgers and Rockies, oh, fuck. Yeah, whoever wins the division, Dodgers Rockies plays the Braves. Oh, I'm so. It's cool. all me too. It's all fucked up. Yeah, we'll know okay. it tomorrow. Uh, but but basically, I was asking, what are you going to do to watch it? Anyway, it's, it's exciting. I'll be paying attention. Ten a.m. We'll pay attention. Ten a.m. Yes. and one o'clock are are the games. Should be exciting for that. Uh, Mike Sosha, by the way, fired today. Or they want to say retired, but he fired. Uh, Eric Chavez, Mount Carmel, supposed to be the new manager of the Angels. Are the rumors? Going back to today, because I was active on, on Twitter, because I'm sitting there watching baseball. I didn't do shit. I sat basically where you're sitting, just watching TV all, all day yesterday, flipping around between college football and watching the Dodgers-Giants, watching mm-hmm. the Nationals and Rockies, and I'm thinking the Dodgers don't have a chance to win in the division. All of a sudden, Strasburg looks like Strasburg at his best in Colorado. Yeah. Scherzer's supposed to go today. Right. They kept showing Scherzer. The announcer's going, Scherzer says he's pitching. The whole deal. Comes down like 10 o'clock last night. Hey, Nationals say Scherzer's not pitching. And – People go, ah, it's because you're rooting for the Dodgers. You're upset. Well, number one, yeah, that does upset me. But for me, as an integrity of the game, I believe right. I'm a karma guy. I'm with you. You play 162. and it's his spot in the rotation. Play him. And he was looking forward to it. He talked I about it all week. I'm did. pitching Sunday no matter what. I'm not a Dodger fan. I couldn't agree with you more. 100%. You do the right thing. And that, to me, uh, d- look, the Nationals have become a huge – there have been articles everywhere about yeah. how the Nationals – Fell on their faces at the curse of firing Dusty Baker after what happened. Uh, couldn't agree with you more. Yeah. It's a terrible I, thing. It's a terrible thing for baseball. Um, not that baseball can do anything. I mean, you're ultimately, as the team, going to determine who pitches and who doesn't. But I, I just I find that terrible. And at the same time, the Brewers needed the Cubs to lose today. There was talk that the Cardinals were going to throw in just a half-assed lineup against the Cubs. I, I think and that's so terrible. It is. Why? why? You, you understand it. It affects basically 162 to fuck one team over. Anyway, it's not good for the integrity of the game. Yeah. Baseball, I'm watching SportsCenter this morning. In one hour, it was all NFL, mm-hmm. college football, LeBron coming to San Diego to play his first game. There's nothing on baseball, and it couldn't be more exciting yeah. as far as what's going on. Last baseball thing I want to bring up to you because you're a Twins fan. Mm-hmm. Joe Maurer put on the catcher's yeah. gear today. Yeah. Okay, hasn't done it since 2013. Joe Maurer, of course, was in that famous draft. Got hit Mark- by a foul ball, and he left with a concussion. He was out. No, I'm kidding. We're, the we're, fucking we're, guy was we're, devastated we're, by concussion. We're Mark Pryor. Uh, was was drafted by the Cubs, and Maurer goes yeah. to the Twins. People thought, oh, they made a huge mistake. Pryor should have gone to Minnesota. The guy I was sitting next to in the press box today mm-hmm. does Major League Baseball talk for Sirius, and he said, what a disappointing career for Maurer. As oh, a Twins bullshit. fan, do you look at it that way? No, because what happened for Joe Maurer, it's very clear that when they moved to Target Field, his game changed. And Target Field was not really a ballpark. That that worked. I wouldn't say designed. You're not going to design a ballpark for one guy. But when you sign a guy to an eight-year fucking $160 million yeah. contract, the highest in team history, uh, I would think somebody around there would have said, hey, how's Joe going to hit here? Yeah. Well, he's going to hit like shit. <laughs> oh, great. 
Well, let's cut the ribbon. No. Um, Joe, by the way, his final stats for his career, because I, I agree yeah. with you. I don't think Joe was a disappointment at no, all. No, no, no. Joe hit 306 for his career. How many career home runs? 143. 140. Really devastated. 923 RBI. Yeah, really devastated by injuries. A guy who had had severe yep. concussion issues, and he and uh, Justin Morneau, both of those guys. I mean, yeah, big-time power guys in the middle of the lineup for a team that can't have much wiggle room. They were devastated by it. No, the thing was, and you've seen the articles come out the last couple of days, uh, Dan Hayes, who was here for the North County Times, went to Chicago, now covering the Twins for The Athletic. Joe Maurer is a very stoic guy when you see him, all yeah. business. Um, when you read what Dan wrote about The Athletic for how Joe ran that clubhouse, absolutely loved by the franchise, by the fans, by his teammates, by anybody involved with that team. And anybody who would tell you different doesn't know shit. Um, did, the con did he play at the level of the contract? Well, numbers will tell you no. But I would think that if you look at everything else that went into it, uh, yeah, he's probably the guy most disappointed by it. But I think the Twins as an organization, there'll always be a place for Joe Maurer. I agree with that. And uh, and he, he didn't do anything to embarrass me as a fan of that team. I agree with that. Here's another guy whose last game was this weekend as well, David Wright. Yeah. Now, David Wright's an interesting guy because if you look at the Mets history, and the Mets have been around a, a long time, okay, almost 50 mm -hmm. years here. So you look at the, the Mets history – David Wright holds almost every record. Like, he's yeah. first in every category. Someone asked me, is he Hall of Famer? Well, I looked it up. He, his numbers aren't that great, which surprises no. you. Both guys. That he's right? number one. Yeah, both guys. Very similar when you think about that they how they represented the organization yeah. in the right way. Yeah, I don't, I don't view either one of them as a Hall of Famer. I bet individual, sure, they'll be in the Mets Hall of Fame and the Twins Hall of Fame respectively. But, but two guys that played the game right, and injuries impacted them. Yeah. And if they didn't have the injuries they did, they probably are going to Cooper Remember when David Wright had that big kazoo helmet he had to wear? Yeah. <laughs> that was Shit. ridiculous. That was I think Mauer, I think Mauer and Morneau had those. Yeah. God damn, that's yeah. embarrassing. So, Terrible. <laughs> David Wright, by the way, his final numbers, 296, so it's lower than, than Mauer, okay? okay? 242 home runs. Wow. Okay, but not 300, not 400, 500, sure. 242. 970 runs knocked in. Now neither guy hit a thousand. Hit that number of a thousand. How which many? Kind of how many me. year career for uh, for Mauer and how many for for Wright? David Wright played from 2004 to 2016, basically. They so 13 years. Okay. So then you look back at at Mauer's about might be about the same. Yeah. Because um, let's see, when was that draft? Mauer's let's see was I'll tell you right now. Um, let me look that up. Mauer started in 2004 to 2018. Yeah, so and, he played 15 years. Yeah. And yeah. The, the, but how many – think about the games lost to injury for both of those yes. guys. Probably at least a full season, Dave, off the top of my head. And maybe it wouldn't shock me if either one of those guys was closer to a year and a half to close to two years. You know what's funny? Maurer's worst year hitting was 261, okay? Yeah. I always thought he had more bad years than that. He, he killed it. I mean, Mauer right. killed it for a long time. 308, 347, 328, 365, 327 again, 319, champion? 324. What he was a batting champion. And, yeah. and I always remember this. I have a piece of equipment that I used when I teach hitting. It's a Joe Maurer's dad created yeah. it. It's this tube where you put the ball in and the ball falls out. The whole time. Yep. His dad created it because his, him and his two brothers were all professionals. Yeah. Um, they never struck out. 
Right. Joe Maurer, I think, struck out his entire time through high school, like one of those Phil Plantier stories. And I said, you know what? Hell, I'm going to buy this thing. I bought it for like 80 bucks, but anyone who knows anything about Home Depot could put the whole thing right. together by themselves for 20 Put the whole thing yeah, together. Yeah, it's a piece of cake. But anyway, it was smart because there's so much snow in Minnesota, you don't have a chance to work on your swing all the time. So his dad set this thing up inside the garage, and guess what? All three of the kids end up going pro. Um, yeah, I mean, again, what his numbers would have been if he stayed in the Metrodome uh, would have been <laughs> greatly different. Yes. Look at the difference of who he was as a player uh, in the two ballparks. Yeah. Two completely different guys. But, yeah, $23 million. Only catcher in Major League Baseball history to win three batting titles. Uh, also, the only catcher to ever winning batting title in the American League. Three consecutive gold gloves. Then he was the MVP in 2009 for Maurer. I don't know, man. Maurer... When you look at all the different things, 21-16, six-time All-Star, MVP in 2009, three-time Gold Glove, five-time Silver Slugger Award winner, three-time American League batting champion. Shit, Dave, Maurer may get some votes. It seems like a well-liked guy. People don't seem Absolutely. to hate him. People don't seem to dislike the guy. Absolutely. It just, um, it's saying it, his worst year, if you put him on that Padre team this year, you would say, man, I'll take that in a second. Right. Yes. Well, I watched Mud today. Because Mud talked about his awards, and he gave the um, the MVP to Freddie Galvis. Okay. And Freddie Galvis hit uh, 248. 248, and Mud said, hey, you know, a decent average. No, 248. It's not decent. It's not even close. <laughs> decent for a pitcher. Right. Right. <laughs> what yeah. the fuck, Mud? But, uh, but that's it. And when you look at it, you go, No. But I just stole eight bases, cut six times. God, I mean, it, fuck, he should, maybe should have stayed away from that segment. <laughs> I mean, really, God, I, I don't want to give a postseason awards to a team that loses that many games. Ninety-six no. games, you giving your MVP awards? Nobody. There is no MVP for yes. a team that finished thirty games under five hundred. The MVP, you know, Mud could have done. Hey, the MVP are the fans <laughs> for coming out. For coming out, your your leader in home runs was Hosmer with eighteen. All right. Okay, that was it. Your leader. I mean, the year was a disaster. Yeah, it was. It, it was a it disaster. It will go down. I've seen a lot of bad baseball with Padre baseball. It's very easy for me to say this is probably the worst year because of expectations. Expectations for guys like Hosmer and Myers yep. and expectations for the young guys like Margot and Renfro and Hedges yeah, I, to be I, different. I made a mistake, by the way. Renfro led, I know, Renfro led the team with 26 home runs. Man, fuck. And Villanueva had 20. Hosmer was third with 18. <laughs> I think Villanueva had all, all of his by June 1st. Yeah. Hit them all in one game. Terrible, man. Yeah. It's terrible. And, and remember... 2019 was supposed to be the year. And now you look at it and you go, okay, well, now we're probably more like 2021. Fuck. <laughs> I mean, Jesus Christ, man. What are you going to do? Sometimes you're so disgusted, you just got to go, fuck. Right. Yep. And that so, and and when you're starting to see <laughs> the frustration from the fans, and, and I will not argue with anybody from the organization who tells you it's a gorgeous ballpark. It is. They've done an amazing job really taking Petco Park from what was a pretty cool ball, ballpark in 2004 yep. to a pretty kick-ass ballpark sure in 2018. Couldn't agree more. Like, that Padres Hall of Fame is so cool. 
I think it's great. And I think that at some point they'll change it. I love the look of that place. I just do. It's a great night. But that team is a disaster. And for me, I have a huge problem with them staying committed to Andy Green. I have no idea why you're committed to Andy Green. In any other organization, Andy Green's out the door. Yeah. You're 30 games under 500 with a team that has Eric Hosmer and Will Myers and a veteran in Freddie Galvis. And you have a guy that did not get Corey Spangenberg. Or pick any of these fucking guys you want, right? Margot, any of these guys to the next level. Why are you committed to Andy Green? If Andy Green worked for me, Andy Green would be fired. Yeah. Because you don't, I, I don't want to hear it. He's a, look, he's been manager three years, right? Right. At no point has he even been 500. Right. Yeah. Not a winning so, record, even 500. Even to start the season, they've never gone one and one. So their argument coming back is, hey, I don't know that Ron Gardenhire would be so great. I don't know that Brad Ausmus would be so great. Any of these guys. I don't care. That's your job to find the guy. Yeah. All I'm telling you is you're prolonging what's eventually going to happen, which is, hey, we wish Andy well in future endeavors. There's nothing that tells you that he's going to be in two years the National League Manager of the Year. Well, next year is the last year on his contract. Do they do that whole deal? where they give him an, another extension? No. I hope not. I think it's the biggest joke in baseball when it comes to managers. If I was Andy's boss, Dave, this would be me on 97.3. Demo. <laughs> you know what you get from me, Andy? A bus ticket. Here's Mark Zegan with traffic. <laughs> A bus ticket. To dumbassville, because I can't say dipshit. <laughs> Zegan, what's going on in the 163? Don't start with me, Cubs fan, right? Because we'd be so edgy going out. Hey, I just want to let you know that uh, Fender Benders, where is it? What lane, Zegan? <laughs> what the fuck is lane two? Are we counting? From right to left or left to right. Yes. You little shit. <laughs> I thought you could have said shit. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be us, our edgy morning that, show. That's it. Oh I my tell gosh. you what, Zegan, get in here. Bring your little papers in here. I'm going to make you shake like John Stossel. I'm going to be Dr. D. Now you tell me when the 125 is going to be clear, Zegan. <laughs> It's calling him by his last name nonstop. All right, last thing I gotta ask you. Oh, I guess gotta, I'm done we yelling gotta at the traffic. Out out oh, you sleepy? I am sleepy as fuck. Dave, sleepy? Line. All, All right, right, let me hear. It. Here we go. Jimmy Butler. Okay, fix oh, your wolves. Shit. Yeah. So right now, LeBron James with the Lakers. I'll just go with LeBron James. I think is fantastic for the NBA. The Warriors are the number one team. Would you feel that way if he was in Golden State? What would you be saying tonight? I, I don't think it would be great for them. And I love dynasties. I mean, obviously, I'm, sure. a, I'm an Alabama fan. I think dynasties are great. I think what the Patriots do, what the Yankees do, all that shit's great because you're rooting for those guys to lose all the time unless that's your team. Sure. It gives you something to aim for. LeBron on the Warriors would be ridiculous. It's, it's crazy as it is right now with the Warriors. But yeah. for the Lakers, the brand is good for the NBA. Sure. If the Lakers Absolutely. and Celtics and the Knicks, if they ever get their shit together, all right, but Jimmy Butler is the guy I want to ask about because Jimmy oh. Butler is a Team USA guy. He's an all-star guy. He's a guy that a lot of people think is one of the better players in the league. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, a year ago, you're excited. Jimmy Butler's on the fucking oh, Wolves. That was great. And now all of a sudden, Jimmy Butler doesn't want to be on the Wolves, and he's, yeah. he, Le'Veon Bell thinks Jimmy Butler's out of control. Yeah, uh, Dave, I don't know that it's as easy to just put it all on Jimmy Butler. I, I okay. think. What do you think the story is? What's oh, going on? I, I think there's a lot of issues with that. I think there's... 
I think it starts with Glenn Taylor, the owner. Um, put it this way. Mark Davis did not want John Gruden to trade Khalil Mack. Yeah. But John Gruden said, we're making this move. And Mark Davis, against what he wanted to do, went along with it um, because he brought John Gruden in to run the football team. Glenn Taylor, who's been a very successful guy in Minneapolis, brought Tom Thibodeau in to run the basketball operation. Thibodeau believes that Jimmy Butler is under contract and believes that the relationship that they have together from their time in Chicago, that he can get it worked out. Glenn Taylor has screwed that up by telling teams, look, if you don't get anywhere with Thibodeau and, and Scott Layden, the general manager, then come to me directly. Okay, that's a huge yeah. problem. That, what did you bring me here for? Exactly right. Why I traded the number seven pick, an exciting player in Zach Levine, and a former number one pick in Chris Dunn. Basically, I traded three number one picks to get Jimmy Butler here. Yep. I have, I'm not goddamn Sam Mitchell. I have a relationship with this guy, and I'm telling you, I can work this out. There is a respect, and I will, like a parent, get Wiggins and Towns and Butler and Derek Rose and Gibson and Teague in a room, and we're going to get this shit worked out. Some of the great teams in sports history hated each other, but at the end of the day, they found out a way to play together. Yeah. So I, I look at Glenn Taylor. I, the other reason why I look at Glenn Taylor in this is because I don't know. Andrew Wiggins may have a little bit of Will Myers in him, and Will Myers to me is a frustrating player. And if Carl Anthony Towns knows that the owner adores him, then how much is Carl Anthony Towns going to pay attention when Jimmy Butler and Tom Thibodeau tell you, hey, man, let's go, baby. Get your shit together. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> You're gone, Butler. You're gone after this year. And Thibodeau, if I want you out, you're out. And don't even think about talking about trading me because then you're going to be right back on NBA TV <laughs> talking to whichever Cellini brother is hosting tonight. Dave, I think it's terrible. And I, I think I'm, I'm not clearing Jimmy Butler of anything. I think when you have an owner that has been openly – no other way to put it, disrespecting the guy that you went and chased yeah. and gave a big contract to to run your basketball operations, then I think you have complete disarray. And I think it's another way a team that has been embarrassed, you pick two point guards back-to-back, -back, neither one of them were named Steph Curry, who went pick seven. You lost so many number one picks because you signed fucking Joe Smith. To a contract. Yeah. And guess what happened? The one common denominator in all of this has been Glenn Taylor. Wow. That's the problem. And it's bad ownership, and it's a guy that's puffing his chest out, and he's screwing up that organization. And you're allowing Wiggins and Towns to kind of run their side of it. They were Flip Saunders guys. And, and now you've got Thibodeau, who you signed off on, saying, well, yeah, you want to get Jeff Teague and Taj Gibson and Derek Rose and fucking Luol Ding and be the Timberbulls? Uh, I mean, okay. But now when Jimmy Butler says, hey, man, these guys, these young guys, they don't get it, and I got a lot of miles on me, and I just yep. send me somewhere where I want to win. Coach is saying, calm down. Dave, you've coached enough. Yeah. 
How many different personalities have you had where the winners, where winners get frustrated because they don't see the same effort from from everybody? Yeah, I will say this. It, even on 25-man roster, it takes one guy to ruin a team. You're talking right. about a 12-man roster in the NBA. It takes one guy who doesn't want to be there to fuck everything up. I'm not 100% sure. I think the bigger issue is Andrew Wiggins that's than what, it that's, is Jimmy That's my Butler. question. If you and traded you just Andrew maxed Wiggins, him out. Okay, if you traded Andrew Wiggins... All right, and you kept Butler and Towns, would that work? Because it becomes Survivor. If you ever watch the TV show Survivor, you have these groups that are allies, and then what happens? When somebody gets blindsided and gets yeah. voted out, what happens? Everybody gets humbled, right? They have their little alliances. Exactly. Well, you vote Wiggins out, and Jeff Probst tells him the tribe's spoken, and now Towns is like, well, shit, it's seven against one. And the coach leaves, and the GM leaves, and I'm about to be fucking piled from Full Metal Jacket on the charter flight to Oakland. They're going to pin me down <laughs> and get a pillowcase full of uh, Irish Spring and beat the shit out of me. You better get it together. Now, not that Jimmy Butler has five rings on his finger. And I'm not, like I said, Dave, I don't know. I think Butler's a little bit of a, a clown, too. It's really, really bad for an organization that has constantly had the opportunity to do some things that would have been great and they've done the wrong thing. I couldn't thing. agree with you more. It's bad for the NBA because the, the Minnesota was finally one of those organizations that looked like they were about to become relevant. Yeah, you felt like they were going to be. Was. Yeah, I mean, where you felt like um, they easily could have fucked it up and taken Okafor when they took Carl Anthony yeah. Towns. Remember that whole talk was to get Okafor. They could have been fucked when Kevin Love demanded, very similar to Jimmy Butler, demanded to be traded, and what worked to their benefit was LeBron. Had LeBron stayed in Miami, who knows what they would have got for Kevin Love. Maybe nothing. But LeBron goes to Cleveland, and they get lucky, and they got Wiggins, who at least gave him a young building piece, right, to come in. You go, fuck, we were pinned into the corner, and we got something. But um, but it's bad. But it's not. I think people look at it and they focus on Butler. I, I think a lot of the fingers need to be pointed at Glenn Taylor, the owner, who is really handcuffing Tom Thibodeau, uh, Tom Thibodeau, and allowing him to do his job. There are two organizations to me in the NBA that obviously there aren't going to be huge destinations for free agents, but you got to mm -hmm. be smarter than the other guys to make it work. That I thought were close to making a step forward as we're heading into NBA season is the Milwaukee Bucks. I think a lot of people are looking at the Bucks as a team that all of a sudden can push some of the teams like the Celtics, the Cavs, which won't be a, a contender this year. You could push those teams up top saying, well, we got a lot of talent that we've done our work on. True. And I thought the Wolves were the other team. I thought the Wolves were that team that can push guys. You know what's replaced the Wolves? The Utah Jazz. Yeah. The Jazz have replaced that team that I think a lot of people thought the Wolves were going to be. Well, now the thing will be, too, Dave, let's see what they end up getting. Let's see if they end up. I mean, you follow the NBA more. My kids follow it yeah. all the time. I said to them, look, Butler was, they weren't going to max Butler out. You know what Butler is? He's a, he's a great car with a dent in it. That's what he is. He, yeah. it, because right now it's it's become a habit. I mean, it's Chicago. what happened in Chicago, Jimmy? What happened in Minnesota, right. Jimmy? What happens if we make a big move for you and basically going to mortgage our franchise for you right. and you turn into the Jimmy Butler you've been and then we have no one to blame but ourselves because we knew what we were getting? Right. Yeah, what happens there? Yeah. So you just talked about trading three number ones basically for Butler before. Now you're going, okay, what are we going to do to basically get back to ground zero? Yeah. 
Jimmy Butler's really hurt this franchise, and same with Glenn Taylor and everyone else. This isn't a good situation for the Timberwolves at all. No, but if you're able to come out with, what if they get Eric Gordon out of that deal? See, I'm, I'm an Eric Gordon fan. Uh-huh. You know, I'm an Eric Gordon fan. And that's what the Rockets are offering. Yeah. Eric Gordon and a couple others. And you go, well, is it one for one for Butler? No, but Butler's leaving. Butler's leaving one way or the other. You don't, you can't, you maxed out Wiggins and you maxed out Towns. You can't max out Butler without moving two or three pieces that you need on your team. And so. Now the talk is what, if you take Butler, you have to take Dang too? Yeah. Which is funny shit. Why would you take Dang anyway? I know, but but all of a sudden teams like Sacramento are like, we'll take it. And I don't know what they'd be getting out of it, but they can, they've got the cap space to do it. So I, I just think they've terrible, just terrible. There are organizations that get it and there's so many that don't. And unfortunately the wolves are one that don't and, uh, and it's fucked up. But ultimately if you can get a guy and then I watch Derek Rose, I know it's a preseason game and the warriors are just running around. Watch Derrick Rose. He looked like Derrick Rose from six years ago last night, wow. running around and, and shooting. Again, I don't think you're going to have him starting. Yeah. But, uh, but shit, considering you got him for about $2 million or $3 million, I, I was like watching Derrick Rose with I the Bulls. Too. Couldn't get together with the Knicks. No, and his brother got in the way and everything else. Derrick Rose's career went the wrong way. But I will say this. For any of you that went by the time you hear this, if you went to the Valley View Casino Center, which I guess is changing its name, so it'll is be... Is that right? Yeah. Um... If you went last night or went tonight... How many names has it had since you've been around in San Diego? Can you remember? I remember the I Pay One. Yep. That's why they went out of business. Yeah, Valley View <laughs> Yeah, Valley View Casino Center. San Diego Sports Arena. Yeah. Um, I don't really remember yeah. a lot. Am I missing it? I, I don't know. I'm just asking. You've, you've been there for all of them. I think the I Pay One was kind of the first one that came in. And then I think Valley View is relatively yeah. it. Not too many. Yeah. San Diego was Qualcomm and San Diego uh, County Credit Union, which nobody calls it. Everybody calls it Qualcomm. Petco's always been pet. We haven't been too bad. We're not nearly as bad as Oakland. No, no kidding. Which has been 50 different things, yeah. right? Staples Center has always been that. Honda Center was Honda Center and the Arrowhead. See, I always thought the Arrowhead Pond was cool. Yeah. Um, but no. Uh, anyways, uh, what I was going to say was if you went to the arena and LeBron played, that was really cool. Good for all you guys. I'm glad they got to see that. Me too. Good night for San Diego. Absolutely. All right, we're going to get on out of here. No podcast tomorrow. We'll come back on Tuesday, do another one, knock it out. We'll knock out those two for the week, and then uh, we'll, we'll come back. A lot of things going on, of course, at baseball moving forward. By the time we come on next time, we'll be talking baseball as far as rumors we're hearing and the direction as far as the postseason goes. And thank as God well. Andy Green's back for another nine years. Thank Can't goodness. wait till next year. When there are only 24 games under 500. Thank you, Andy. Thank you. Thank you, Andy. We'll see you Tuesday. Well, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. We'll all be and if you want a little bang in your yin yang, come along. Well, we flew through Cincinnati and we all got really happy. Grabbed a bowl of that skyline chili along the way. 
Then we rode on into Canton Scared the hell out of Marilyn Manson And the party started happening Hey, hey, hey And in the middle of a Charleston night We ran into Jessica White And a little moonshine got us right Plum smack insane And we're coming to your city